Hey, we are back for episode number. Oh, I guess this would be 57. <laughs> no, or 58. Them, 58. Doing your seasons. Well, I have the seasons. <laughs> I, I wrote seasons down. I just gave up on seasons because we're just, we are seasonal. I mean, technically, I think we took a break last year at about the same time. December 3rd was the last time we did a broadcast. And, um, and then we got busy with uh, uh, life and... I can't see because I took my glasses off. I don't like the fact that I need different glasses for different things, but I do. I can see you. You look so pretty today. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm tired. You're tired? Mm-hmm. Tired. A lot's happened in our lives since the last time we were on air. The last time we were here, we were on, what do I do when I don't know what to do? I think it was a thing. It was called, oh, we talked about homeschooling last time. Well, do I have what it takes? I think that we've done that theme a few different times, but there's a lot of things that have happened since then. I mean... December 3rd. More of the world is actually homeschooling. (laughs) More of the world is actually homeschooling. So we were so effective in that podcast that whoever listened to it told two people and they told two people and so on. Well, good that the word got around. And so on. (laughs) And so, yeah, it did. A a lot of things has happened since, I mean, we've gone to war. Um, Or no, wait, I'm sorry. We have not gone to war. We've become obsessed with war is what it feels Mm -hmm. like in our world. Um, Let's see what else has gone on. I went back to work. You did go back to work, which was kind of a weird experience, um, which we don't need to elaborate on here. I was just kind of like, hey, want to come back? Okay, right? Something like that. That was a fun. It was needed, so that worked out good. Yeah, it was. And you're, and it's a Well, needed for us, but needed for them too, so it was a good cooperation. Are you enjoying the work environment now? I am. It's a good environment. It's cooperative team. Team. It's a bigger team Style, now than so, it was before, though, no, isn't it? No. Same exact, actually. Just switched out a couple players. Oh, well, that makes sense. I forgot to push buttons if we're going to actually value anything. But, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what's uh, what's God been talking to you about lately? Anything? What's on your mind? Um, too much. Not too much or too. I much? said too much. Oh, too much. <laughs> well, okay. So for the for the record, this this first podcast is a first back after a while. Podcast is pretty much a, hey, we've been gone for a while, and there's a lot of things on our mind. We have some ideas about some things we want to talk about coming up, and we may get into a little bit of that here. But ideally, we just kind of want to re high, re say hi. <laughs> We're still here. We didn't go any. We didn't actually go anywhere, which is part of our frustration. I think part of the process of us getting busy with things is we've been trying to figure out what. Is going on next with us um, and we still don't know yeah we're still kind of well let's see it could be this or it could be and truthfully i feel like the days look kind of gray and just constant <laughs> on a sunny day it starts to make you think you got possibilities or things gonna change or there's a reason to get outside and take a walk right on the other days it's like it's Another gray day. Constant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking but, of. I mean, that's not. Well, we're dealing on the other side of the world. It's not dealing with that. So I should be thankful for even the gray days. I understand. That's that. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, um, we are. I was really hoping you'd go. This is what's on my mind. Let's talk about this. But why would I expect you to lead a conversation necessarily that I should probably take some ownership in leading? I had written some stuff down because, I mean, let's just we can talk about it briefly. We can talk about. A couple things that we want to, but one of the things that's been on my mind has been, you know, the whole idea of, you know, war, you know, what's it good for? Um, and, and, and just the, the entire, 
You said that was the name of a song or something, or it was a song. Yeah, it's the name of a song. Okay, so if I say you say war, or wait, I say war and you say what, what I is say? it good for? Absolutely nothing. You and go. Huh. What do I say? Huh? Yeah, because it would be war. Is that like one that came out during the Vietnam era? Something. What is it good for? My dad would be offended by nothing. that. You know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, it was a good song. <laughs> <laughs> It was, that it's dancing to war. What do you want? Um, anyway, it's what it was. Well, there's some legit reasons yeah. in the Bible why wars were necessary. And to truthfully, truth be told, there are times where we need, I think, if it's nothing but the threat of war, to kind of wake us up to what's real and what's true. Because we go through n mundane days and just normal stuff that that feels like it's what life is, and that's not really what life is. <laughs> not, well, sure. There's a lot more to life than than what we experience just in the day-in, day-out, daily grind kind of stuff. <laughs> so maybe maybe we do need to answer the question, what is it good for? Um, is it good for nothing? You're saying, in essence, that well, it I mean, doesn't... I don't think that war is, if I'm understanding you right, you're not necessarily... God did not create the world for it to be self-destructing constantly. <laughs> However, we made a decision oh, at some point we in yeah. early, early in pre, you know, prehistoric history, which is actually in the beginning of historic history, Genesis chapter three, <laughs> to have the war declared. And where was the war declared? It was declared on God and each other. And I think that's the thing that people fail to understand is human conflict isn't um, it's not new. It's not new. <laughs> well, it's worth. It's it's yeah. It's not new. That's I guess that's the, that's the easiest way to say that. It's um, it's it's ingrained in who we are because at the core of who we are, we are the most important person to us is us is me. <laughs> yeah, the most important person to we is me, and that, and I think that's probably a marital problem too because if you really stop to think about it, when it comes down to it, well, listen, I think we're both a good couple here, and if I need your opinion, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, and, and you're going, that's not the essence of we. That's the essence of you. Um, but, so, but to me, the issue that we've been dealing with, or you and I have been talking a little bit about, has been um, the issue of what is the emphasis? Because literally, how many wars are going on in the world, and what is it at you, any given time, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're things we just don't hear about all the time. It feels like, right? Lots of going, on. lots are going on, but we don't always know about them. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah. I think I think that's the thing is we're we're right now our world is hyper focused on the war in Ukraine, and and I don't think that there's it's a it's a larger European bloc country. Um, it's it's significant strategically with a lot of things. But, it's democratic um, or supposedly. Right? It's supposed to be like us. It's it's corrupt. But all a lot of fledgling demo democracies are corrupt. Um, there's or have corruption. That's how we'll put it, right? Well, yeah, not just as a general. We, we understand corrupt, not but... every democracy is as perfect as Americans' <laughs> democracy. No, but what you're trying to say is America is too. But it's not a is corrupt, right? You're you're saying there is corruption. There's a lot of corruption. The Thank corruption you. is that's... more prevalent, in and that's at least what's being pointed out. But again, you make the good point by saying, and that's. I think if I understood where you were going with that, you were going with, and that's unusual in any democracy. No, there is no democracy that's not got that's corruption. That's what in you've it. been saying to me. Because what I've always tried to understand or thought, I believe, was that the United States was created for from a different perspective. It was created actually to, um, not in the, not maybe not honor God, but in the sense that it was created and put in our founding documents 
that God would be a part of the picture. That's different than any other country has ever actually done. Am I right about that or not? Because yeah. that's what I've always understood. Well, and that I will say that you're you're right there. So I'm not saying there's not corruption, but it is not a corrupt system. It didn't start that way. It started with trying to be honoring God, whatever. I mean, of course, humans are corrupt. Humans are full of sin. Mm. But the effort, the idea was to have freedom to worship God in the way that we individually could to, so that individual right. rights right. were important because they were important to God. That's what I thought this country was founded on. So that would mean, from my understanding as well, there's not really any other country other than Israel, which is God's people, that would be called a nation created for God's purposes or um, set apart to, to include, I guess, God in the um, founding of it. So anyway, democracy is democracy. And Rush Limbaugh always said we were, we're a republic, we're not a democracy. So there's, the, there's a difference there too. Yeah. But yeah. we're trying to let the people rule, I think is the whole point, or to let the people have a say, not a rule, but right, that's supposed to be the point. Of course, last election, we're not sure that that quite happened. But <laughs> Shh, Don't say that or I won't be on YouTube. <laughs> um, I think... Uh -huh. No, I just mean we don't really know what happened. No, we really don't. I think that that's fair. And the and one of the things that we're battling in democracy, what is a democracy? Let's you know, is there such thing as a utopian or demo democratically <laughs> perfect society on earth as it is in heaven? Not yet. There is. We are not there yet. Um, are you talking about? What are you talking about, America? Or are you talking about just in, in general? Anywhere. There is no society in the world that is America sustaining... wasn't created to be utopia, or I don't think it was. You no, think it I was? think I don't think America was created to be utopia. I think America was created as the best of being um, an idea of freedom, right? Yeah, a best the best way to manage corruptible people. In other words, I think there was an understanding amongst our our, our forefathers that human beings, by nature given opportunity and time are not guaranteed to all act in, in accord for what's best for themselves and others. Sure. So they needed to create a system that checked that. Which is why we, I believe, which is why we put in our pledge on a nation under God, as well as wrote in our founding documents, um, inalienable rights given to us by our creator. So that the whole point is we can't make those decisions on our own. We have to be submitted to a creator who understands who we are and what we are and and that we are fallible or right, whatever. Right, right. I read an interesting passage, I think it was yesterday, in Psalm 78. And it was, it kind of makes me think, you know, some people have a question of why, why, in other words, in war, why do people have to be killed or in situations where we can't figure out why some things, um, humans either taken to their own hands and, and hurt people or or maybe even in the Bible there were several instances where God kind of took that into and it seems as if God wanted some people groups even to die off or whatever. Right. But um, it was an interesting angle on it. Now, I'm going to read just a little bit. It's Psalm 78. Um, Do you read that. i got to fix something before something breaks. I'm listening to you. <sighs> but forgive me if I ask you to clarify in a second. I just got to fix this so it doesn't break later. Go ahead. I'm going to back up just a little bit. The main spot that I'll get to is verse 32 to 36, I think. But um, this whole psalm kind of recreates 
the time in the desert for the Israelites and how they tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God saying, can God spread a table in the wilderness? They questioned him, but he kept providing for them. Um, uh, and then he commanded, yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. So he kept giving them what they needed and even what they, quote, craved because they begged him. But they still did not believe in God and did not trust his saving power. Um, man ate of the bread of angels, and he sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and his power he led out the south wind. He rained meat on them like dust, so sending the quail or whatever, winged birds like the sand of the seas. And he let them fall in the midst of their camp all around their dwellings. And they ate and were filled, and for he gave them what they craved. But before they satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed the strongest of them and laid down, laid low the young men of Israel. So here's the section that I thought was really just a fascinating take on this. In spite of all this, in spite of all this, and I, I take that to mean in spite of all his provision, in spite of all his uh, miracles and the ways he had met all their needs as well as, like that passage just said, their cravings right. because they would still complain. They would still, whatever. In spite of all this, they still sinned. They did not choose to honor him. They didn't show choose to bow and say, God, you are in charge. You are the one, you know, that has done these good things. And also you're the one that can take these away in a heartbeat, that kind of thing. Um, despite his wonders, they did not believe. Yeah. So he made their days vanish like a breath and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him. That's what got me. I was like, so in death? or did it mean that when those things happened it struck them as wow we better open our eyes and think about deeper subject matter look at what's going on here so you're saying because he's in charge of death he's in charge of life but he's also in charge of death i hadn't what were you gonna say i was gonna say so what you're getting at is what well god's intention or desire is not war he's not beyond letting it used or using it to draw attention to what's important himself well, in, and, in this case. And knowing that that was the point, when he killed them, they sought him. The next line is they repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high, their redeemer. Here's another really fascinating part. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. That makes me think of people, you know, they say on the battlefield, you make all weird promises to God, you know. Yeah. So there is no there's all kinds. There's of, no atheists in Fox. Yeah, right. exactly. But, that's, but the truth is some truly do believe and call out to him. Some just flatter him with their tongues. And, and, right. and maybe he, you know, the Bible says he hears our prayers. So I believe that he comes through for them. But then that becomes kind of null and void when we're in mundane gray days like this, you know. The, the next part, though... Um, I just, it makes me weep. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. Kept holding back. He still held back. Moses, at one point, I remember um, had to plea for the people to stay alive because God was so ready to wipe them off the planet, but he kept um, holding back. But how awesome is it 
that his compassion caused him also to atone for their iniquity, to literally take upon himself their sin. Yeah. And obviously we know that Jesus is the ultimate picture of that. We do. I think it's just amazing that people keep turning their backs on him, no matter what he does to get our attention, including wars, including fears of whatever um, nuclear weapons out there, or if there's even just fear of COVID, why, why does it not turn people back to him and allow them to cry out to the God who's in charge? Instead, they believe their government or they trust a doctor or they do this or do that. And forget he exists or not care. Yeah. It, it's hard for me. I, I don't know how to process that because I, I see from a distance, God, these are the things you've done so that you can continue to get your people's attention and they still turn away and don't believe. Well, I'm, I'm, as, one, as usual, you're so good at jumping right to the, the main point, which is what we want people to understand that there is. Well, it just. What? It's just what went on in my mind. Well, yeah, I, 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 asked, I asked you what you're thinking. So that's, you <laughs> what know. Good is war, what is war good for? Right there. Turn eyes back Well, and it's, but, but I, the thing is, is does God desire to destroy or have people destroy themselves? I don't think that's the case. I think. Well, the word compassionate wouldn't say that, I don't think. Compassionate doesn't sound like he just, you know, chooses to destroy or wants to destroy. But his nature is that he cannot stand with with sin. He cannot be in the same proximity with that. Yeah, he's, the idea he's holy, of against so he will him, not right? corrupt. He will not corrupt himself with the presence of sin. I understand yeah. what you're getting at. Um, I, I think I, for some reason I'm having this illogical line of thought. Remember, I told you I need to get some sort of head thing. Um, the uh, the question of our over obsession with one thing over another as a culture is i think in in war the, the reason i'm the reason for so where we're ending is when war happens and when israel was at war they were not the only ones on planet earth having a battle there were other people now the when yeah but pre no. pre uh, modern times you know there was a there was a smaller group of people on the planet so there was less you know the fighting the soldiers were smaller you know, how many men do you have? Three or four hundred nowadays. I was looking at a chart. I found this really cool website called um, uh, visualcapitalist.com. And the um, the things that is, are on there that are pretty cool are, you know, getting an idea of what we, what capacity we have for destruction today. Not just as a, and, the, and one of the reasons that we're, we should be a little hesitant about how we talk to people who have um, nuclear warheads and things like that. Russia currently, as of today, uh, for example... America has deployed. Now, deployed means that we have these are at the push of a button. They go. They're ready to go. Does that make sense? Sure. And we have reserves. Reserves mean they can be loaded in the chamber. They're ready to go as soon as we get them loaded into the chamber. So when a silo gets emptied, you got to load, load another missile, right? So right now, ready deployed. Russia has 1,600 nuclear warheads deployed and ready to go at the push of a button. America has 1,800 deployed they're ready to go at the button but in reserve america has 2000 russia has nearly 3000 in their reserves now the thing is is when you go down this chart that i'm looking at here and you go all the way down to the bottom total warheads in the world right now that are actually ready to go or close to ready to go is over 13000 so we could wipe our planet out not just because of one hyper intensive 
conflict that we're watching over in Ukraine right now constantly in the news. Um, but because of a lot of places, we've got China, France, United Kingdom, Pakistan, India, Israel, North Korea apparently has 45. I didn't know they had nuclear weapons at all. It's just that he can't know how, doesn't know how to deploy them. Um, but uh, there's and then right now in the in the world today, as of today, you say Ukraine has those? No, uh, North Korea. I was saying oh, North North, Ukraine know. used How? to have That's nuclear not... weapons, but we promised them in during the Clinton administration, I think, that if he, they gave the nuclear weapons up, that we would protect them. Hmm. Um, and so right now in the world, there's there's ongoing conflicts today. As of today, there's different kinds of where there's territorial disputes and um, there's always genocides and, and territorial things in Africa, for sure, between different tribes and stuff. There's always those kind of horrible Right now, there's civil war in southern Sudan, Yemen, Libya, Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq. There's criminal violence and civil um, unrest in, in Mexico, U.S. and Iran. There's conflict in Pakistan. Yes, Co yeah. Korea is a constant. North Korea, United States. These are just these are struggles. But when you went down to it, we need to understand that warfare in this culture. Mexico during their last election, um, six I think it was 87 candidates were murdered. Goodness. Okay, that's not a big bombing of buildings but that's that's a warfare that's going on well okay here's another angle on even this passage though humans fight against humans and we fight over different things right now really putin would be i'm assuming just wanting his territory back because he they used to have it and so it's a, it's a territorial it. dispute that's right. exactly what it so is. there's all kinds of questions where humans fight humans i mean we do that every day even in whatever the workplace or at school or whatever humans fight yeah. humans all the time I think the difference I'm talking about is when God tries to get our attention with these bigger, because in the in the Bible, in the Testament, basically, the history of the Israel nation, God got their attention by bringing other nations against them because He wanted they He wanted their attention. He wanted them to trust Him, to be their king, to be their leader, to be their um, sole source of everything. Yep. So I think a lot of times that, in, at least for them, was always used to, to point them toward him. So in this passage, that's exactly what he's saying. Now, these other things are because sin exists in the world and we will never be happy because we're all selfish and we want our way. So all kinds of wars and rumors of wars or whatever the Bible talks about are coming is, I think... It's it's all the same ideas that we should. To me, it's outside of our wheelhouse. So you can bring it all the way down to say every battle you fight every day, because there's, or at least if you're like me, maybe not everybody's like me. There's sor certain sort of inward struggles we're fighting. There's all kinds of things about what's most important in that day, you know, or maybe even in that. Uh, you know, some decisions you make, whether you're going to choose ambition or choose family or choose. There's all kinds of everyday wars within us. If we could see it as Israel did, or the way that God brings these things in, that every bit of any kind of conflict is meant to make us reflect what we can't do ourselves and how we need God so desperately. To me, that would be the point of any kind of war. And there's all kinds of wars, like we're saying again. And including nations. And nations have been challenged from the start of it to yeah. turn to God and let him take care of these things for them. And yet, how many of us do that? And what even nations do that? I think our country, 
during some of these wars genuinely has. I think there's been some great awakenings that have proven that people get on their knees and they, they ask God to intervene, and God does, and has saved America and has really kept us alive for that long just because we've continued to try to, you know, that this nation has tried to stay I, with that mentality a little bit. I think I can... Kinda... further, further away, but... <laughs> yeah, I... We, I think we've done this, but I want to make sure that we have and that um, differentiate between is it God's will to cause war? Um, and and would if in a, in a perfect world, God wouldn't need to cause war, right? Because it's a perfect world. Uh, the thing that I was thinking of, it, it crossed my mind as we were talking about this, is James 4, where it says, what causes wars, the source of the wars and fights among you? Um, James 4, 1 says, they come from the cravings that are at war within you, you desire and you do not have. And then you, know, you can take it to the, you can take it to the large scale. I want that land. It's mine. I'm going to go to war with you. Mm -hmm. You can take it to the Oscars on Sunday when Will Smith popped. <laughs> you know, there was a war. But, and then his, and that, that war wasn't with Rock, that Chris Rock. That war was within himself over some things we don't know about that he's or, dealing or with. He felt threatened. Yeah, and, exactly. He said he defended his wife, but whatever. It, yeah. It's not that there's but it's not the time there, before, which is what uh, I was just saying. Uh, yeah. Fisticuffs occurred or, or slapticuffs occurred. And and so but when we think about you were saying that in these little things, I think what happens what am I trying to say here? Is well, what you just said when it gets though. to a grand scale, it's all of a sudden it's like uh, the people on the side of the road saying we'll we lose the reason Peace not that. war. It's like, great, mm -hmm. peace not war. Is there peace in your home? <laughs> because if your home's at peace then you're not going to go to war with people because you have peace in your home. Mm -hmm. And so arguments on a previous mentioned Again. individual. Mm -hmm. the, the thing that I'm asking myself is, is it what's going on in, in the world? This thing keeps stopping. What's going on in the world is um, the result of an escalated conflict that starts on a small level. Absolutely, yeah. And so what happens, though, when it gets to that point is then people turn to God and go, oh, wow, we don't see. Let me, let me get this way. We don't see that these little fights and quarrels among us are wars. James says, what causes war in you? And you're willing to, he continues, murder and covet and cannot obtain. You murder. You'll fight for it. You'll yeah. fight in war. You do not have this because you don't ask God. <laughs> and so there's a, and, and if you did ask God, it says, you don't have, because you're not asking, you don't receive because you ask wrongly yeah. so that you may spend it on your own desires for your own pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so what it, immediately came to my mind was Psalm 23 that says, um, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not want, I will not crave. I will not go after, you know, what doesn't, because that whole Psalm is about God bringing me peace. He, he's going to lead me in the quiet places or the green pastures that I things that I need you know if I don't crave and go after it like James 4 is talking about <laughs> yeah so. that's that's exactly what I'm that's what I'm getting at and so I, I let's 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 so in summary God doesn't start wars we did <laughs> in the very beginning Adam and Eve said we don't want to do it that way. Yeah. We're going to do it our way. And the first thing that that did was reveal to we us: we want what we want. And we, we, we want. crave, and we yeah. And um, and that's and James alliterates that for us here. Then what happened next is God then enters. In, didn't leave. He didn't do it. A lot of people would like to believe he did. God started the things and let it go off and do its own thing. No, God didn't. God's still involved in history. Cares about us, yeah. and as a result of that, he um. 
takes advantage of these opportunities to say, I'm still here. And, and there's, mm-hmm. you see evidence through the Bible and through history where God's intervened, as well as where God's just let things play out. And then when and he sometimes killed where them, he says he they sought him, yep. they repented For and moment. sought God earnestly. They remembered that he was their rock. Their heart was not steadfast toward him, so we had more fights and wars. Yep. So let's let's turn. <laughs> and they lied to him with their tongues. They they gave him some homage for a few minutes, and then went about their own way. And then still, he shows compassionate and atones for their iniquity, and does not destroy them. Did not destroy them. I just believe that's what we do every day. Yeah. If we we have those wars, we have those fights within us. God calls out to us. He says, "Turn to me. I'm I'm putting you through this." rough stuff right now so you look at me look at me ask for me and and when you cry out to him he comes through for you he always does he absolutely will answer according to the need but it is your job then to to praise him for that to give him the glory for that and then when you can't fulfill your promises to him let him atone for your iniquity that's a good word i i I think what I want to do, though, and we're going to, it's not going to be the longest podcast today. we got some other obligations that you're going to move to in just a second. But um, I do want to ask, ask this question. So how do you explain to a three-year-old what he's seeing on TV right now? Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that and, and I'm obviously a three-year-old may not be as tuned in because three-year-olds are generally like, oh, that's interesting. But say you've got a six-year-old or a seven-year-old. They're definitely coming to a stage where they're hearing about war and they're, and unfortunately, thanks to social media and things like that, we have exposure to um, these kids are likely to be exposed to some pretty gruesome images out there and may have some questions about war and what's happening. And and, 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 and so we've talked about this at a higher than a, um, you know, sixth grade or third grade level. Right. So how would you as a mom sitting down schooling your kids approach it when they've seen some of these horrific images on TV? Because maybe we were I, watching them on the news. Well, or something. the key is, like we've said a million times, just what you said, watch it with them, talk about it with them. Let them know that God is there for those people, even though it looks horrible, looks sad, and you can be sad with them. God will provide for them and will be with them, just as he will be with us when we're going through difficulties. So it may it may look awful, and it is awful, and so you pray for them, and you pray for God to provide for them. But at the same time, you trust that God, when they call out to him, will be there for them. Um and I think you you answer the questions as you can and as God leads you to. There's not a, I don't think there's a pat answer or a set easy way. And some kids are more affected than others. Some kids will need to cry a little bit. Um, and you'll need to cry with them and pray with them and then yeah. try to take them on to a pleasant place because they don't need to dwell on that. It's not their pain right now. Yeah. It could be one day and you could you can tell them, be ready, you know, to, to for literally, um, Psalm 46 says that, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble, even when the mountains fall into the sea or whatever. There's so many things that could happen on our end, so we be ready to call out to God when it's our turn to, to suffer as well. I think, too, um, seeing prayer as a um, empowering of a child. Um, children, uh, giving them a sense that when, they're, um, when you pray with them and pray for those folks, you're not just... Um, offering up a platitude. This this has been something that's been in our American culture lately. It's like, yeah. we should do more than pray. Well, yeah, well, that's never not been true. That Thanks for Satan, something that should always be there. Um, but prayer, is, is prayer less powerful than doing something? No, not at all. Um, I, I think, I don't think the scriptures tell us that we're supposed to choose prayer or 
giving someone a cup of cold water in Jesus's name. I think we should do both. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that for our children, if we if we have lived a life of doing that, then what happens is they're going to not just they've seen us locally do things in our family and with others where we've served and prayed for the people we've served and they've seen life change. If that's happening, then what's going to happen next is when we move to um, a larger scale and say, you know, we can't go to Ukraine necessarily, but we can pray for them and say, and God will look for his children. Look out. If you have the means, you can give to the causes and those who are going over there and trying to help and all those things. But if children, I think children also need to understand that they're not powerless Right. Because we want to teach them young right. that they have, you know, God is going to act hears their and prayers. hears their prayers. That's right. So what do you think about that? Anything else you want to add to that or you got to run for your meeting? Well, you can you can comfort them with scriptures like Psalm 23 and pray the, that for specific children or whatever that they see and know. And like you said, maybe there's specific things like um, gathering funds to give to someone or maybe even writing letters if you get a hold of some uh, Samaritan's Purse goes and probably delivers messages and stuff. Things like that can happen physically, but I think prayer is one of the biggest ones. I think it sets kids, like you said, empowers them, gives them a, a sense that God will do and act up when we can't. I agree. With that being said, we're going to wrap up our podcast for today. I want to thank you guys for coming along and listening and watching. If there are any of you guys out there doing that, thanks for being here. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. I keep on.